Hello, beautiful souls and limitless beings. Welcome to the Shamanic Soul Sisters with your host, Maria Jingris and Samantha Shea, where the discussions are multidimensional, courageously imperfect, and dynamically empowered with wisdom, compassion, humor, healing, and love. Now, here are Maria and Samantha. Hello, beautiful people and healing warriors. Samantha here from Branches of Vibrational Healing. Welcome. Hola, everyone. (laughs) I'm going to try to come up with a different greeting every week because the same old, same old gets old. Hola (laughs) is this week. I'm Maria from Branches. Thanks for joining our fifth podcast. Can't believe it's already up to five podcasts. So here we are this week. Um... Today's episode is going to talk about inner work, shadow work. You've probably heard us refer to it in previous podcasts, and if not through us elsewhere. So we wanted to kind of just dive into what the shadow actually is, what it means. Um, But before we get started, as we said before, we're going to just start with a little very simple breath work to get us centered, grounded, and in our heart space. So I invite you now to close your eyes as long as you're not driving. If you're driving, you can still do this exercise, but please keep your physical eyes open. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So let's start by taking some nice, just deep cleansing breaths in through the nose. Out through the mouth. In through the nose. And a third time, in through the nose. Good. And for those of you that have your eyes closed, keep breathing. But I invite you now to use your imagination or your third eye, the pineal gland that we all have centered in our forehead. Um, I want you to just start using that imagination and pull into your conscious awareness a vision of someone or something that you feel truly grateful and unconditional love for. Could be a pet, a person, a calming place, something that just brings you that feeling of peace inside. And as you're envisioning this, take some nice, deep, conscious breaths again in through the nose. out through the mouth and breathe that image in through your chest cavity, right into that heart chakra. And then just envision that energy, that picture, that feeling, envision it moving up from the center of your chest, up through your throat, your face, all the way up to your crown. So it connects with your brain. This is a nice, just little heart-brain coherence. Another time, in through the nose. Out through the mouth. Good. This is kind of a simple hack of something you can do just briefly, even before you start your day, before you go into work, before anything that maybe brings up some anxiety. It just helps you get really centered into that heart space. So we'll do one more breath in through the nose. 
and then breathe that love out. Beautiful. I think we'll start with Sam. Um, as I said, we're going to talk about inner work and shadow work. And Sam has a really good story about how she was enlightened to the shadow that lives within. So, Samantha, it's all you. That was beautiful. That was like my body started to rotate. <laughs> about to go into Load a trip, so. Yeah, thank <laughs> I you. I was that. like, cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that, Maria. Um, that is a beautiful way to really come into your center, especially when it comes to doing what we call shadow work or inner work. Because shadow work is really just um, aspects of ourself that are very unconscious that we don't know are there and they hold a lot of magic. They hold a lot of power as in empowerment and grace and healing. And um, Maria and I were talking about, you know, different shadow parts of us before getting on. And she's like, you need to tell this story. So I'm like, okay. And so now I'm having like all these deja vus. So I invite you to just be on this little journey with me um, if you want. And if you've ever had a past life reading or any type of reading, you, I think you can understand what is going to happen in this. Um, but so in 2019, I saw, oh, let me backtrack, sorry. 2018, I was in New Jersey with one of my friends. Um, and I was nursing then. I was taking care of a lot of people that were passing I wasn't totally aware of my energy or spirit. I had shut the door on religion and all that, but I was still like saying every night, thank you to God, creator, whoever's there listening, thank you. Um, and I saw three psychics on this New Jersey bridge or whatever it was, who each told me that there was a dark shadow lingering over my left shoulder. And I would ask what it was and they wouldn't tell me. So it was just getting more annoying and frustrating. Every single time I went some, into the next person, like, you have this dark shadow. It's right over your left shoulder. And like, so that's all I'm focusing on because I don't know what this is. So I feel like something is following me. Meanwhile, my friend and her cousin have the best readings. And I'm like, this sucks. I don't believe in this stuff. This is retarded. Like, screw this. Like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just angry. And I was like, let's go have a drink. Like, I have this dark shadow. Might as well feed it, right? And then um, four months later, in January of 2019, is when I saw a medium who told me, um, which I've mentioned before, all these things about, about myself that I didn't know. And I asked her about this dark shadow over my shoulder. And I remember her saying, oh, I don't see a dark shadow, but I do see two toxic relationships in your life. And I do see this. You really need to work on your sacral chakra. You need to do this, this, and this. Without like, she was giving me all of the tools and inf information, but I, I left feeling disempowered in a sense because I didn't know what to do with it. And now I'm wondering who are these two toxic relationships and what does a toxic relationship even mean? And I'm like, well, I can think of all the people in my life right now who have hurt me and I have a lot of pain. So what am I supposed to do? Get rid of everybody? So I, I left there like all these questions, right? And then I um, took everything she said I was and to do. And I was like, I'm just going to research classes and do it. One of the things I um, took was a mediumship class and at the end of the class I went to give someone who's a, a Reiki worker a hug because I said thank you and she 
basically put her hand, she did, she put her hands up and says, you don't want to touch me. Like, are you sure? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you're an empath. Like, and so I felt very like, what is an empath? And it's the second time I'm hearing it. And now I feel even worse. And I, now I'm feeling this black shadow behind me. I'm feeling like, wow, I'm, I'm, nobody wants to touch me. Like, I'm just trying to give a hug. So then I'm all into this fear. And now I have this negative connotation on um, what empath is, right? Like, I'm like, oh, okay. So then I'm looking it up and I'm like, well, all right, guess I shouldn't touch people anymore. And then I started taking an Akashic Records course. This course broke open my world even more so than that reading um, because it, I, I did the work. I went in and I did each journey each meditation she told us to do, I did it. I took it full swing because I wanted to know what this darkness was around me. Um, and if that's why I've been feeling so heavy, I thought it was maybe just the patients I was taking care of or like my childhood just coming to the surface. I wasn't fully sure. So within this um, Akashic Records course, that's why I teach it now because it's very powerful. And that's why me and Maria do these readings. Because in the, in the Akashic Records, it's our soul book. It is everything is all energy, you know, beginning and in between, even though there's no end. Um, so learning this, you can really tap into your limitless possibilities. And there was a meditation where my teacher was doing a one-to-one with me. And we went into my sacred space, um, which Maria and I have a meditation, if you ever want to listen to it, where you go into your sacred space. Um, and it's free. It's on our YouTube. But I, br- I was brought into my sacred space, and I was bringing forth all parts of me around um, this like lake. So my sacred space is a very dark lake with stars. Not what I was expecting it to be. But this golden being, I remember her coming up on my left, and then all, all these other beings started coming around. And I was like, oh. Look at all these people here. Like That's cool. And I remember looking down in the lake and seeing something appear on my right. And it was a black figure, and which was on the opposite side of the, what they, other people had told me. So I was like, oh, my God. <sighs> and I started freaking out because I saw this black figure. And it was wearing almost like a cloak and a cape. And it was staring at me in the lake, but I couldn't see its eyes. So I told my teacher this. And... She was like, we'll try and talk to it, but it wouldn't say anything. It was like very stubborn. Um, <laughs> and so she had me talk to the other beings in the circle, the one to my left um, that was all golden and white. Her name was Jazz. So she told me that she was my safety. She was my light. I was like, oh, I, that's cool. I don't even know what that means, but I, I get it because she felt, she felt very calm and safe and she illuminated everything. So I still wasn't able to find out what this black figure was. I was releasing relationships in my life and I still, I started to feel the heaviness even more. And I sat outside and I didn't give up. I was like, I'm going to keep finding out what this black energy is um, because I feel like it holds answers for me. And if I have this light side, I must have this dark side, right? That I'm not conscious to. So I sat outside and it was in the middle of the summer and I, the dogs are running around barking. Um, I put my feet barefoot on the dirt 
which I never used to do. Now it's super soothing. And I sat there and I was like, all right, Jazz, my, my golden white being, please bring me back to my sacred space. I want to talk to this dark figure. Well, this dark figure shows up carrying a sickle and scared the shit out of me and staring at me. It was very tall. And I was like, oh, my God. And I just started breathing. I did exactly what Maria did. I went into my heart space and I breathed and I was like, okay, okay, I'm in my yard. I'm safe. Like, dude, I'm good. And I let the sickle character talk to me and it told me that it was my protector from childhood. It was the darker aspect of me from childhood, but not dark in a mean way, but just it's been, it's been protecting me on the sidelines, like, like a football player, right? Like bombarding. It, it was protecting me from feeling and seeing a lot of things that um, would potentially be unsafe. And it was like, it said I was from birth. So I was like, okay. So it brought me into a past life of mine that brought so much light to my childhood of why I did the things I did, why I feared the things I did. And it was, it was amazing. Um, and I'll speed it up a little bit, but I was being this, I was walking with the sickle character and the white lady, Jazz. And we walk up this mountain. There's a cave. All of a sudden, the sickle turns into a torch. I was like, ooh, I have an imagination here. This is cool. <laughs> and the, the side of the cave lights up, hieroglyphics, and all of these words and symbols that I didn't know what they were at the time, but I wrote them down. Now I know that they're light language. They're, they're literally language of love and they're in symbols. And then I looked over to my right and there was a white rabbit there staring at me, which scared me because I had a white rabbit growing up that bit me and I wanted, to, I wanted to get rid of it. I like was terrified of rabbits. And I asked the rabbit, why are you here? <laughs> and the rabbit said, I hold magic, but Native Americans looked at rabbits as magic, but the white man did not. They looked at it as dark magic. So I hold your magic. I was like, oh. And then there was a waterfall, and I started just painting these things on my face. I was painting Native American like symbols on my face, like war paint. And a horse came outside the cave. I jumped on the horse and realized my jazz lady had gone. And I was like, that's weird. And so I had fear again, went back into my breath. And I realized I was one with the sickle character. I was one with my protector, my dark side. And I'm riding on this horse and there's fire being blown everywhere. People are being torched. Like it was, I was in war while I was sitting in my backyard. And, but I was learning who I was and why I was experiencing and feeling all the things I've ever felt in in my reality now of Sam, of this Sam. And I rode with this, with me, my dark side, um, and realized that it wasn't dark. I was fighting for what was right. I was fighting for, for peace. I was fighting for lands. I was fighting for love and to stop the war. And at one point I used my, um, my torch, which was once a sickle, right? Because sickles in our society have a very negative, scary thing, right? Torches can be the same thing. But I was using mine as a torch of freedom and of illumination. And all of a sudden, I put the torch up in the air and I started, my body started to shift. I merged with my dark side. 
yet my light side came in the sky like broke open like horizontal almost like a like a like a bomb type of thing like a nuclear bomb because the whole sky shifted color and this golden rain came down and everyone like bowed but then also people that were killed from the injustice in the war they like went into these little ash balls of golden light and went into the sky and I was like whoa what just happened so then I'm sitting there trying to like come back into my physical body and I realized my dark side really holds a lot of my magic and what was really happening was me seeing another life where I am going to be doing the same thing in this reality. I'm going to be helping people look within themselves at their protector, dark sides, at their shadows, at what other people are telling them to fear. Maria and I have you look at your fears and realize it's really something to love because it holds magic in order to make illumination, in order to grow, in order to heal. And her and I do this modality. Um, we've we've shifted the name of it a little bit, but like psychopomp, where it's a shamanic modality and we help souls that have died cross into the light. And Maria can talk more about that in a little bit. Um, but it was, that's what I realized I was also doing when I was brought to this meditation, which I did, but I didn't know at the time, right? And now I realize, oh my God, my shadow side was showing me like one of the highest potentials of why I'm here now. And I told my mom this story and she was like, oh yeah, you used to run around like a Native American all the time. Like, like you would run around and all this. And I was like, why didn't you ever tell me this? Like, why? <laughs> and, but it made me realize so much that I do have this fighter in me, but this fighter is one for love. And like, so that's why when people have this anger or they want to control me, I don't sit well with it. Like there's this, there's this fire of light in me that knows that love is possible and that our magic is possible based on our perception, similar with the white rabbit. And now my white rabbit comes in with my healing modalities and like goes to people's like sick areas and does healing on it. Like it's really beautiful because I was able to shift by not giving up, shift what was other people's perceived as darkness. It really was my light. It was my protector though of literally walking alongside of me because I wasn't ready ever to see my strength and my truth just yet until I'd gone through certain trials and tribulations in my life. And that's when I was ready to step into my power. So it's really beautiful. So I'm so glad that Maria had me remember this because I totally forgot it because there's been so much inner work since then. Like every day, it's like boom, 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 boom. But it's realizing that that darkness that gets really high if you just look at it and you say, I want to talk to you, I want to understand you, I want to I want to appreciate why you're in my life, what have you come to teach me? That's where the lessons come, and it's beautiful. So thank you, Maria, for, like, reminding me of that because it's, like, I have cry, I have, I have cries. I want to, like, cry inside because <laughs> I'm so happy that you reminded me of that journey. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You are the one that introduced me to shadow work, so... <laughs> Why not? Why not sure. return the favor, right? <laughs> sure. No, beautiful story, and and so so much um, so much relevance in it, right down to um, you know the the shadow side of us. It's a, another term I use really is ego, right? Like when we start learning about ego, higher self, the ego is that quote unquote dark side of the human, 
meaning it is it is the protector, but it's the protector because it lives in fear. So it protects us in in a way that it it kind of hides a lot of our trauma. It hides when we have felt shamed and guilted and judged when, um, you know, when we have been abandoned, disowned, all these things that we, the humans go through at some point in our lives, our ego comes in to protect us from feeling that because the human doesn't like to feel those uncomfortable emotions. So we shove them down and it becomes our shadow. And there is a famous psychologist, Carl Jung, who's actually coined the phrase shadow work. Um, so if you're not aware of him, definitely look him up because he really dives deep into the shadow and really explains these different quote unquote parts of us. But to me, all shadow is, is it is the unconscious, unacknowledged, unexpressed parts of us. And this goes hand in hand with the external shadow of the matrix of of this external reality. It's um, it's that. It's the stuff that's been happening on this earth plane since this earth plane pretty much existed, but it's been hidden, right? It's been hidden under these facades of, of love and of false, like love and light in a sense. So as we start to wake up as humans and start becoming aware of this shadow outside of us, it can feel very, very disheartening and scary. And in our natural reaction instinct is to like, run from it, hide from it, turn it off, don't want to see it, don't want to acknowledge it. But internally, it's also bringing up our own shadow, which then we start to feel those uncomfortable feelings. So what do we do most of the time? We numb, we distract, all those things, you know, we've talked about in other episodes about like, we have vices that the ego has created to keep us comfortable. But it's keeping us in the dark, literally. And here we sit here in fear the dark, but we're already living very unconsciously in the dark. That's the irony of this. And that's why I always say that shadow work is the light work. Everybody talks about being light workers and everything. And to me, I became a quote unquote light worker when I started illuminating my shadow, because how can I shed light on what's going on out there? Or how can I shed light for my clients with what they're unconsciously carrying if I'm not willing to do that work myself? I can't be conscious to something in them if I'm unconscious to myself. And that is where I also use the um, metaphor or analogy of that we're all mirrors. And I want to just like explain that a little bit deeper than than how I've said it in the past, because it, it triggers most people when I say that, um, clients, whoever, when I start saying that we're all mirrors of each other, because in the initial reaction is for us to anything that we're shaming, criticizing, blaming someone or something in the external, we don't want to think that we're behaving that same way. So we're like, they're not my mirror. That's not a mirror. Like that's the initial reaction we all give. I, I know when people first started telling me everything's mirrors, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I don't act that way. <laughs> that's not how I behave. But then when you go deeper and realize it's not necessarily that we're all mimicking the same reactions or expressions, we're not all expressing these energies in the same way. But at the end of the day, we're all holding on to a lot of the same energies because we're all in the human body and the human body has all of these human emotions. And as a result of whatever we've experienced in our lives or what has been programmed into us, all of that stuff 
it ends up taking this very unconscious hold on us. And then we start projecting those energies out completely unaware that that's what we're doing because it has become such a normal pattern that we don't even see it. And this goes back to our previous podcast that we talked about judgment and self-acceptance and shame and guilt and all that. This goes, this ties hand in hand with all of that because most of us are still judging and we don't even know that that's what we're doing. And the reason we don't know that's what we're doing is because we haven't continued to go in deeper and deeper and deeper inside of ourselves to recognize what is it that we are criticizing outside of us? What are we pointing the finger at? What are we blaming and shaming, right? Those are all aspects of judgment that is very easy for us to point that finger externally, but it's also very disempowering for us because we cannot control anyone or anything outside of us. But if we can use them as an extremely potent teacher and mirror and go, okay, let me take a step back. What am I actually judging in that person? What am I perceiving that's happening in this interaction? Because if I'm perceiving something or judging it or criticizing it or having a very you know harsh opinion of it, then there's somewhere in me that I'm also holding on to that energy. And I, when Sam and I were talking before, I was having like, and like, I know this stuff, but I was even having like more epiphanies of like, yeah, we would never recognize a certain energy in someone outside of us if we didn't also hold that energy in us. We wouldn't even know what it is because it's not in us. So there's no judgment of it. But when we start to see it outside of us and we're, you know, throwing throwing fingers at it and everything, it's really because that same energy lives somewhere deep inside of us. And it's not, again, it's not a, it's not right or wrong, good or bad. It's unconsciousness. And this is what we're going through in this evolution is we are learning to be more conscious, more aware So that is why, to me, shadow work is literally the only way of getting there. Because if the shadow is what we're unaware of and we're trying to become more aware, well, then we have to go into the shadow. And I find it interesting that I didn't know about the white rabbit, Sam. And I just, you know, since you were talking about it today. And it's just interesting because, you know, those of us that have maybe done a lot of external research, um, you know, with what's going on out there because it's chaotic AF out there. There's a lot of terminology about, you know, like falling down the rabbit hole, following the white rabbit, right? And literally that's what your, your experience validates because it's like the white rabbit is the light that's going to navigate you in this quote unquote darkness that we're so afraid of feeling and seeing when in the irony of it is that the more unconscious it is, the more it's controlling us. And and that's that is what is wild to me about this whole process is that the more we the more we try to ignore it and shove it aside, it's going to get louder That because it, it wants to be. It's just like what Sam and I have said in other other podcasts. It's fear. That's what it is. It's fear consciousness that literally wants to be heard and felt and expressed and loved. But how do we love it? What is love? Love is being able to go in the shadow, see the shadow, feel the shadow and accept it for what it is. Because like Sam said, that's also where all of our gifts lay. That's where they are. They're in the shadow. But where, go ahead. Sorry, I just, there's like, it's like coming off my tongue when everything you're saying 
is exactly if you look at the woman who's, who was afraid to hug me with the empath thing, right? She was unconsciously in her own fear because she was empathic and she thought that, you, you know, because you're so sensitive, you shouldn't be touching people and hugging people, right? And that's where I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't. But instead, I looked into it. And one of the things that came through in the journey was that, like, I am this passionate, empathic being, but, like, I can use it as a superpower rather as something negative, right? And she made me feel, I don't think she did it on purpose, very negative about it, but she, like, she pushed, pulled back, put her hands up, and was like, you don't want to hug me. Like, excuse me, don't tell me what to do, right? But it, it's, and I've, I've encountered this person, um, this summer and she's still in a very fear-based mentality um but i was like wow because but she part of her doesn't even realize that one of her greatest strengths of the sensitivity she's using as a weakness right boom and we you and i know especially with nursing like therapeutic touch giving someone a hug like that's powerful like skin to skin is powerful. And that's why this whole pandemic has separated people too, right? Mm -hmm. But this being sensitive is not a bad thing. It's how people if like, oh, you're sensitive. It's like, okay, well, you don't have to say it like that. Like, I I know that I'm sensitive. I'm here to be a sensitive being because I want to grow. I want to heal. I want to help others know that there's no faults in them, right? And so this person was it's just amazing how you're saying this because she was she was in a very unconscious state that she was judging me by projecting onto me I was her mirror I was literally her mirror right there Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and she was my mirror because she showed me something about empathy that I needed to look into to love rather than like disregard and be like oh it's a white rabbit right like I had to love it and take it in so it's just like mind-blowing because I that's why I had to interrupt you because I'm like that that is a perfect example mm-hmm. of that unconsciousness, but yet she's a spiritual being doing energy healing, very unaware, right? And that's why you and I also teach people how to protect our aura, but still be present and still be there with somebody without taking them in, right? A thousand percent. And and actually kind of a great interruption because it goes into that, the whole empath label. Remember, I went through the whole mm-hmm. thing with that. Because you're right, she very unconsciously, she thought she was actually protecting you. So she thought what she was doing was actually loving because she was still in a victimized mindset of being an empath, which I have literally seen every single person that identifies as an empath go in, go through this, myself included. This now fear that, oh my God, I'm highly sensitive to energy. So I'm absorbing everything. And it's like I have I had to sit in that fear to realize that that was super disempowering and that the actual energy of empathy is not fear based. It's love based. Yes. Empathy. (laughs) Yeah. It's like empathy is not afraid to be empathy. So why are empaths so disempowered, so much in a self-victimized mindset of, oh, my God, I'm an empath. Like I I was one of those. Like I, I was. I. Because for a period of time when I was going through my different awakenings, I was really kind of blaming, you know, my role as a nurse and just my role as a human in in absorbing everybody around me. 
So what was I doing? I was pointing the finger at everybody else's energy and saying, oh, I've just absorbed everybody else. Like, no, no, this is mine. Um, bullshit. It's all mine too, <laughs> because we're all mirrors. And if I'm holding it in my body, it's mine now. I own it. It doesn't matter the origin of where it came from. If I'm actually holding on to it, then I am now identifying with it. So it's my, I own it, right? So I love that you brought that up because here's this, like you're saying, this energy worker that is still living in a lot of fear. And this is why Sam and I are so, um, I don't even know what the word is, but we're just so focused on always doing our inner work. And like, I know for me, it's changed now. Like, it's just part of who I am. Like, I don't try to do it. It's literally just, it's part of who I am. I can't, I cannot look outside of me and not see me and everybody else. Like, I can't, I literally cannot watch a situation occur and not see what the lesson is for myself. Like it's, it's, it's mind blowing, but it's like in the beginning I had to practice that, right? It was like, all right, be the observer, be the observer. Now it's just like, I am the observer, but I'm also still the human navigating the experience. It's, Mm -hmm. it's wild when, when we really start to tap into that multidimensional reality that we all are, that multidimensional being that we all are. Because now you're also, you're taking your inner work, your shadow work, and you're doing something with it. You're not just like constantly doing inner work. Like now there's all these things out there about like, oh, don't, don't become a victim to inner work. It's like, okay, come on. But what you're doing is you're, you're empowering yourself by seeing yourself in, in all situations. That's empathy, right? You're not Correct. taking in anyone. You're not taking them in. You're, you're realizing, oh, What's happening in my external? Like, even if there's a fight around you and it's not your fight, you can, there's something you can learn there, but it's also like, you don't have to take that fight on. You don't have to be in it, but you can just send love to them from the higher source, right? Like, or you can just notice the interactions of, of communication that need to be shifted, right? So like, I, I have so many, um, it's just funny because I have so many client situations that happen that I'm like, Maria, and I don't give her the name, but I, I tell her, I'm like, this happened. It's probably going to happen to you now. Cause like, I was like, what do I do? But spirit took the wheel. So it was fine. But, it, and then, then it happens to her, but there's always something with our clients too. Like if I take a cli- if I take like 15 clients in one day, it's always some common thing that then I'm realizing, oh, I need to look at within myself too. And it's not judging me, but it's empowering me. So I'm more, I'm more better. I'm better in my situations with my, I mean, with my clients delivering, right. With it, that it's the communication piece. So I'm not wounding or putting anyone in fear. I'm putting them in like, Hey, it's okay to feel it's okay to have this experience. It's okay to be you. Like it's okay because you and I, are not we're taking other people's projections and we're taking what's happening and we're we're seeing it for what it is and where we can heal not because we're trying to be a victim to our inner work we're trying to love ourselves more so we can send more love out and so we're still but we're still showing up for people we're not just like let's do more inner work let's do more inner work because people get that misconception you can still do inner work while living a life there's a balance. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why I say for me, it's, it is my way of life, but it's empowering. It's not disempowering. I'm not going to say it's always comfortable. Dear God, no. It's very uncomfortable. 
(laughs) Many days, it's very uncomfortable. But it's in that discomfort, uncomfort zone that I'm reminded of my light, of my power, right? So Mm -hmm. it is empowering, but it's as equally as uncomfortable for the human part of me to go through because it's, again, I am acknowledging all the things that I spent 30 plus years not acknowledging, all of it, not -hmm. expressing, not, not bringing to the surface, right? And that is literally all shadow work is that's all the darkness there there's god there's just so many programs on top of programs it gets like it becomes so dizzying and even like how you're saying becoming a victim to your inner work like oh my god another geez another fear-based program to to kind of manipulate people out of doing the inner work which is dangerous exactly you can't you can't Okay, let me let me think of how I want to word this. But okay, we're here to evolve. We're here again to become more aware humans, more conscious humans. In order to do that, you cannot bypass your own shadow. You how will you become more conscious if you're choosing to remain unconscious to your unconsciousness? <laughs> exactly. Like it, it just it, it it doesn't work. So this is why again, yeah, Sam and I teach in our coaching, that is like the basis of our coaching is navigating people through their shadow work. We hold that safe, loving space so they can face some of their scariest fears. And sometimes their scariest fears is literally just expressing to someone something that they were shamed for as a kid. Like it doesn't always mean like it is this, um, you know, I I don't know, like I, I don't, Sam and I, we don't compare traumas. We don't compare anything because, again, that's a program that's just disempowering for ourselves and whoever we're comparing ourselves to. But it's it's like the shadow. And I've had clients that are like, I'm not ready to do the shadow work aspect yet. And I, I respect that. I would rather them tell me that because I'm very transparent about what it is. It's, hey, it's about really like sitting with all of your uncomfortableness and not numbing out, not distracting, not running, not hiding, not sleeping, not smoking, not drinking, like all these things. It's like you got to sit with all your feels and feel them because when you can really feel all of that and release it that's where now all the light comes forth and all your gifts like i'm only where i'm at quote unquote spiritually or psychically because i've chosen to do this work from the time that sam was like mentioned shadow work i'm like what is that and it was just like she was saying she was given the tools and then she went and did her work to figure out what that medium was trying to, to bring forth in the reading. And she didn't have all the answers when she left the reading, but she's like, but I'm going to go ask why and I'm going to figure out. And even when she first couldn't connect with her shadow self, she kept trying. She kept persisting because she knew there was a higher knowing beyond the mind and the brain. There was a higher knowing that she needed to acknowledge that, w- which was scary. And when she told me that, I'm like, all right, cool, shadow work. And then my whole shamanic apprenticeship felt like shadow work to me. It felt like nine months of aggressive, intense, falling into rabbit holes and into the darkness. But it was also the most liberating thing I did because at the same time, I was simultaneously falling into all of the rabbit holes of what is going on in, in this matrix. And so it was like, that's why I say I feel grateful that 
my spiritual awakening was very yin yang from the start. And so, like, I don't know how else to explain it, but it was so yin yang. And when I, when I say that, it means that I was able to see the light in the dark inside and outside simultaneously. So I feel like it helped me shift through a lot of stuff that like a lot of people get stuck in for a while, right? We get, we, we can get stuck in the darkness when we start to become aware of it. Like we can, we can, and when I say get stuck in it, I mean, whatever those feelings that the darkness is mirroring, we can then kind of sit in our own of that and not, not break free. Um, And that's where I feel like people get quote unquote lost, especially when, you know, you are becoming very aware of what's happening out there that, that, I mean, literally I've said it before, but like they're trying to kill us in this earth plane game, right? So when you start to recognize that everything that you thought was good, that had your highest and best, like, like the government, like all of these, this system that we've been taught to believe in and depend on, and you start realizing like, it's all been a lie. It's, it is earth shattering, like legit like to the human. Yeah. But it's also, if you're simultaneously doing your inner work, I feel like it's, it's, it's so freeing. Like to me, that's breaking free because we're breaking free of the illusion and delusion out there. And also the illusion that our ego has created in us. And when I say that, because our ego lies to us all the time, because it's trying to keep us protected, like Mm -hmm. legit, like that is what it's doing. It's like, oh, you don't want to feel that. You don't want to revisit that trauma. You don't want to, you don't, you don't, you really don't want to go there. So I'm just going to lie to you and tell you you're over it. Tell you you're whatever. Like the ego is very crafty, but it's not, it's not, it's not to now judge it. Right. Because our spirit self is not judging our ego. It's our ego that's judging itself. Just like us, the human, we are judging everything outside of us because we are still in judgment of ourself. That is so wild because with this protector aspect of me with a sickle turning from a sickle, it's wild because my dad one Halloween had a sickle and like scare kids like they'll come up. Yeah. And I was like, that's so fucked up. Yeah. But like everyone thought it was funny. The kids didn't, but whatever. But um, I digress. So. But with my protector self, he first, like, I think it's a he because he he had this, or she, I, whatever, had this very um, controlling energy, masculine energy, right? But I realized that when I was merging with it, and even though I was fighting and I was in war, I was fighting for what was right. I wasn't trying to kill anybody, but other people were trying to kill us. And I'm realizing that, I just had so many epiphanies because this was three years ago, or 2019, so a little over three years ago, right? Um, I'm realizing that he was, myself, was showing me, the, the, in a sense, the future, and I was ready now to conquer it. I was ready to step into my power and to do that shadow work because I, I was releasing a lot of, like, wounding around my mom and my dad and stuff, Um but it was, I wasn't fully seeing me in their stories. And so like, I still had a little anger with situations and it wasn't until I connected with my, with me and been like, oh, so there's a battle bigger than me, but it begins with healing the battle within me first. And then I can show up for the world. And I didn't realize he was literally, or I was literally showing me 
basically what's happening right now in the world and how I'm, I am here to be this torch of illumination, right? And to, to own it and not to like shy away from it or have people say, oh, you're being cocky. You're co-. No, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm here for. And that's what you're here for. And I feel like we're all here for, for a reason, for something. But it's not until we allow ourselves to face those unconscious egoic parts. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, um, the shamanic journey, and that's another great, amazing thing. <laughs> but I, I would be in the bathtub sometimes and I just put on music and I just want to rest. I realized that with inner work, a part of inner work is self-care. And it's not just going to get a facial or like working out. It's about like feeling your body relax and sitting with your body and love and like owning your body, Right. It's not just like, yeah, I pick things up and I put things down or like I have Botox or I have this. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But that is fixing a physical when also you need to look at internal, right? You need to look at the emotional, mental, spiritual aspect of inner work. And Boom. right, not just superficial because that's just that's a Band-Aid. That's what medical systems do. They put a Band-Aid on everything. So when I was laying in a bathtub and I was um, like mineral salts, rose oil, and just like, all right. And because my mind likes to go like crazy, ADD, that I'm like, all right, if, if my mind's just going to go, how about how about my higher self just bring me on a little journey, whatever. And I was brought into lives of my parents. I was brought into my brother's past lives, my fiance's past lives, his parents. I was brought into Maria and her, her husband. I was all, I was like, oh my God, while I'm in the tub. But it, what it was, and it was like very traumatizing tub, wasn't very relaxing, but I knew I was safe. So I was able to do it. And my, my higher self knew it was time for me to do it. And, but what that had done is helped me see other people's shadows that are in my external that mean a lot to me. So I can hold compassion for them and be that safe space for them. Like the tub was for me when they're going through their shit as I'm going through my inner work. So I don't project my shit onto them while they're very unconscious to their stuff. And that was a hard cookie for me to eat because I've never said that before because I said to Maria, like I was showing all these things and she's like, it's showing you compassion. It's, it's, they're literally showing you another layer of self love. So you, you know that when people around you are not, um, growing at the speed you're growing, which is nothing wrong with it, right? We grow when we're supposed to. To not judge them, but to 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 see like how you can hold space or love them, but also to see within you where there needs to be a little bit more love. I'm like, oh, Crap. that makes sense. But that was, so it scared me of tubs for a little bit, but I was like, I got to get over my fear because <laughs> now I love tubs. <laughs> Dude, I can totally relate to journeys in the tub <laughs> and the shower. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not, trying and boom, I'm being thrown around in multiple different dimensions and realities. I feel like that's the beautiful element of water helping us mm-hmm. to flow cleanse. and move energy, legit cleanse. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, that going back to like the whole empath thing, what you just said ties right in. And I feel like people will resonate with this because there's a lot of us that identify as an empath, even more so now because there's just so many things out there about empaths and narcissists and all of these labels. And for a while, I think it was last year, I I was like going off to Sam about how like, ah, the whole empath label now, it's just like, 
I can't, I can't stand it. It has become such a disempowered state that people are falling into this victimized, um, state of like powerlessness, like not having any power of, oh my God, I'm so sensitive. So I'm absorbing everything. So now I have to like be away from everyone. And I do not, there's not an ounce of me that believes that that is the gift of empathy, that that's still fear. Yeah. Again, empathy doesn't fear anything. It's just love. It's just compassion. It just is what it is. And even like saying that we're sensitive to me, it's just we're becoming aware of our energy and energy in general. Like we're just in tune to energy and we're recognizing that literally everything is energy. And so, you know, there's so many different um, teachings out there and seminars on like becoming an empowered empath, becoming an empowered empath. Do your inner work. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, that's how you become an empowered empath because you start to not fear other people's humanness because really that's what it is it's this human aspect of us that ironically our spirit jumped in to experience our spirit wanted to be a human that's why we're Mm -hmm. here but then all the human wants to do is run from being a human it's wild but i get it (laughs) i'm a human that sometimes wants to run from my humanness but it's when we can allow ourselves to feel into that humanness, become connected with it and, and accept it, then we accept it in other people. We don't, we no longer have people on these spiritual pedestals because let me tell you, there's a lot of that going on. And to me, that literally just feels like religion again. It feels like the whole system in general of this patriarchy. There's somebody, there's someone, something superior all the time. And it's, it's really happened with the whole empath label. Just like what Sam, her whole experience was this woman who is an empath, who's afraid of her empath abilities. So now she thinks she's doing the loving thing by protecting Sam. But what did she do? She actually instilled fear about empath that Sam didn't even have prior to that. So this is where that unconsciousness, our unconscious fears just like leak out. And it's just, it's crazy. But to me, being an empowered empath or just being an empowered, energetic being, because that's what we are, is recognizing those things that are uncomfortable for us. It's using the mirrors outside of us, the triggers. Like you'll hear you hear us say all the time, oh, people are going to be triggered. People, To me, triggers teach. Triggers are just a alert, we'll say. It's an alert from your body that's saying, hey, you're still holding on to something in here. That's why you're being triggered by something external. If you were not still holding on to that energy, how somebody is reacting outside of you would not affect you. You would literally just be able to kind of observe it and be like, huh, wow, interesting. Like the human is is exhibiting this and they're doing this, they're doing that, right? It wouldn't, you wouldn't feel an emotional shift inside of you. But when you feel that emotional shift, that trigger, that's really a, it's really your internal compass, your radar saying, oh, oh, where's that, that why, that why question we talked about in last episode. Why am I feeling like this right now? And immediately we're like, oh, it's them. I'm feeling them, right? That's where we all want to go. But again, sometimes I will say we are feeling other people's energy a hundred percent, a thousand percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. For me, I can discern that very easily now because if I'm feeling somebody else's 
it moves through me like so quickly. It's like it's in and out, like like in in a nanosecond. Yep. If it's lingering, that's because I got my own energy that's also mirroring it that's been lingering in my body. So that's when I know, okay, time to go sit with myself for a little bit. Maybe I'll meditate. Maybe I'll take a walk. I just want to like talk to myself, all myself that are floating around and figure out why, why can't I release this yet? Why haven't I released this yet? Oh, because it's, again, it's mirroring an energy I'm holding on to. It still needs to be felt or expressed. So then I find a healthy way to get that out, whether it's sometimes that's dancing. And this goes back to that self-care that you're talking about. Sometimes it's dancing. Sometimes it's painting. Sometimes it's punching pillows. I, I don't know. It really depends on what the energy is that needs to come out. So it could be a multitude of things that you do to take care of yourself. But that's that self-care. That's also inner work. That's you acknowledging and owning that you have energy in you that is ready to be released. It's just like how we talked about Sam's cancer in previous episodes. That was an an aspect of shadow that had been brewing in her for some time. And it wasn't until she did a six-month, very aggressive trauma coaching for herself that it came to the surface. So it's like that that's a perfect example of why the inner work needed to be done to bring this scary this scary entity to the surface, cancer. And cancer is one of the biggest fear consciousness paradigms that we've created here. The C word, everybody is so in fear of it. And so it's like, it it was just a, it was just such a um, validation of everything that she and I had been doing in our inner work. But the human part of us had to question it at first. It was like, wait a second, like I've been doing all this work and now I have cancer. Like what? This doesn't make sense. But my friends, that is the healing process. That is, you want to call it the healing process, the evolving process, the inner work process, whatever it is that you want to call it. It is evolution. How can we evolve? How can we change past patterns and from the past if we're not willing to look at the things that are keeping us in the past? Boom. And one of the things you can do um, if you're still like, what is inner work really? Like, how do I begin? If there's people, let's say you work with this coming to my mind, because I used to have people I would work with who like, as soon as they would come into my, I'd be like, oh, and I would just hear them and it would annoy me. And I'm like, why, why is that? Like, I've done so much. Why is that? So I realized I had to sit with that. And I would just ask my, my spirit team. If you don't know who they are, just say, I call on my compassionate spirit team and they'll come in. But it's like, why is that person annoying me? Why am I judging that person. If you're someone who posts or like makes rude comments on people's posts that literally is not doing anything to you, that's a sign that there's somewhere there you need to look at within you because that means you're judging you. If you're judging someone who is happy in their body, but wearing clothes too small and you're making fun of them, that means you don't feel comfortable with something within your body and with your, with your physical being. If you're saying that no one is doing anything about what's bad in the world, you're not allowing yourself to see that there are good people doing things in the world. And maybe you could be one of those people. Like there, there's so many celebrities that are hidden that are doing good for the world, but they're not on social media. Like they're not blasted out there, but there's so many things that we can look within ourselves just by sitting one day and observing like, did that person annoy me? Did that person trigger me? 
what happened or what was good in my day, right? Like when you can start expressing what's good about your day, the stuff that's not so good doesn't seem relevant as powerful. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, that's cool. Like the more you start to love yourself and, and stop judging the outside by looking within, the more life starts to flow easily and like the less of the tra- the drama releases from you. And when I started to do that shadow work, I started looking at my friendships and I, I released those because I was like, oh, they're toxic to me. I released things from my childhood because those were toxic to me. And I, I, self, I loved myself more by doing self-care, drawing, dancing, channeling, phoning a friend like Maria that was safe to share with, wasn't going to judge me. Those are all ways to have support during care. Um, really getting a coach like either of us or someone else very heart-centered. Um, those yeah. are all ways to get support while you're going through like an awakening or wanting to really dive in to learn who you are because you're a beautiful being and our shadows hold our light. They are the torch of illumination. So let's shift the, shickle, the sickles into love. <laughs> yeah. <Shickles>. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, because shadow work is the light work. And if you cannot see the reflection, you will continue to be the projection. And that is all we have this week on shadow work. We love all of you beautiful light workers, shadow workers, humans, spirits, however you identify. We love you. And we will see you again next week. Yes, we will. Check out our YouTube and everything for those meditations. We love you. Love you. We appreciate you so much for listening to today's episode of Shamanic Soul Sistars. We hope you continue to tune in weekly. We trust that you receive what was most needed for your highest and best with today's episode. Remember, you are limitless. And to pause each day to take a couple of moments for you. You are worthy and wonderful just the way you are. Thank you again and see you on the other side.